This is a sort of redo of the original podcast. Uh, I talked about some Japanese kids shows that you might not be familiar with. And it is a part of Japanese culture and therefore elements of it are weird as shit. Uh, I should have checked how many seconds it was before I said shit because YouTube will. I don't monetize anyways. Whatever. You don't need to worry about it. There are two very common little, little kids shows in Japan. A couple of weeks ago on Ninja News Japan, I was talking about Kamen Rider. It's a very common show, but it's for like, you know, you got to be six, seven, eight years old to really get into it. Uh, there's a lot of anime and stuff. I actually find the kids get into anime that's popular, even though it's, uh, I would say, too adult. I don't mean like adult, sexy adult. I mean like cutting off heads and stuff. Demon Slayer. My daughter was for a really long time going like, I don't want to watch scary movies. The movies and TV shows you watch, they're very violent, they're very scary. Then Demon Slayer was popular and she watched Demon Slayer. It had way more violence in it than a lot of the stuff that I was, I was trying to watch with her. You can't, you can't argue with what's popular. I mean, that's actually what it comes down to. What's popular is what the kids want to watch, regardless of whether it's appropriate or not. The first show is Ampaman. Ampaman. Uh, Ampaman is a kind of bread. And man is man. So Ampaman is like bread dude, bread guy, bread man. Uh, it is one of the biggest shows in Japanese history. Started in 1973, so it's been going for like 51, 52 years, up until 2013. That was the comic, when the author of the comic died. So an entire career based off a single character, which is pretty impressive because it's been that successful. Around 1998, started a TV show. The TV show is still ongoing now. It is a, it's a kid's show. It's like, <sighs> Doremon. I don't enjoy Doraemon. Actually, it was one of the first things I tried to read when I was learning Japanese was Doraemon because I thought, oh, this kid, this can be pretty simple. Problem is it was really boring because the stories are so formulaic. And this is a problem with kids' shows is they are formulaic if you're going to watch them as not a child. Because I guess it's good for kids. They get the same pattern, so they kind of understand what's going on, Like even if they don't 100% understand what's going on. Doraemon, the kid wants something. Doraemon says, I'll give you this thing, but it, you, know, you got to be careful with it. The kid abuses it, messes up his whole life, and then they fix it together. They learn a lesson until the next week. So the irony to me is in Doraemon, the lessons never stick. So... What's the point of learning a lesson every single week or every single episode or every single comic if none of the lessons stick? The, the lesson is almost always don't abuse this thing you have. Don't abuse the power. Don't abuse whatever. And the kid does. And then he goes, wow, I, I won't do that again. And then like the next episode, he does the exact same. Ampaman's not so different. My kids watched it. I never, I always had a bet. So this is sincere always had a bad feeling about Ampoma. There was something about it that I found insidious. Uh, we did have an event in my house where we got a CD. Ampenman is totally different. Ampoman is not totally different. He's a piece of shit. It's just good versus evil. Bring it, idiot. Well, let me get into it then, because I think you might just be wrong. I think it might just be evil versus evil, but we'll, we'll get into that. Okay. Uh, we had an incident in my house. We had an incident in my house where we got an episode of Barney, the big purple dinosaur thing. And I thought, ah, oh, I've seen 
clips of it on the internet. People are singing the stupid love. I love you. You love me song. So I thought, okay, that's going to be pretty innocent. And then mid show, they started singing the song. And it was a song about how America is the greatest country in the world. And I turned it off and I said, we're not watching this anymore. And I threw out that, that tape. Uh, the kids didn't understand the problem, but I was like, this American centric idea was not going to be introduced to my children as America being the greatest country in the world. It was a problem for, I think, international distribution of a TV show. It's very hard to say we're going to be very patriotic in our show and then sell that to other countries where you're basically saying, yeah, the country you live in, kind of shit. Country you live in, number two at best because America is the greatest show. Uh, greatest show. There you go. The greatest country in the world. So I was sitting there going like, okay, I don't want to introduce that. I don't want my kids thinking America is the greatest country in the world. It has its issues. Japan has its issues. But if I was going to choose... I would choose Japan every time, to be honest. I was thinking about these shows as I watched them with my kids in a different way. Ampaman. So let's get to the concepts and the base. Uh, it has been one of the highest ranked hero shows for the entirety of its run for anyone, for under 12 year olds in Japan. So it's a very popular show. Pretty much every Japanese person you meet will know the show. They'll know about the characters and whatnot. Ampaman is the main character. Uh, there are a lot of the heroes are food-based head characters. It's not like we have a word for anthropomorphic animals, which is a lot of the other characters. We don't have, I guess it's anthropomorphic food, but then I would think of uh, a bun forming legs and the bun is the body and the head. Whereas Ampaman has what in this show is a human body with a bread head on it, which is already very disturbing if you think about it. Still, kids show, so we're going to forgive that element of the, the Frankenstein element of it. There are fruit people. So there's food people. So there's like Shokpan Man, which is like white bread head. Uh, there's Ampa Man, which is just, you know, bread head. I think it's the red bean paste in it. Uh, there's a couple more. I don't know. I, I haven't watched the show in a long time. Uh, then there's the bad guy, technically the bad guy, Biking man, which translates to bacteria man, his goal is to cover the world in bacteria, which in a weird way, he's actually done. Because if you think about it, everyone's covered in bacteria. Everything's covered in bacteria. Biking man has actually already won the war. His manifesto of I will cover the world in bacteria, already successful. Uh, Mr. Warm has us put in the chat, yakisoba pan man. So pan is bread. So it's yakisoba, which is like a noodle. They put the noodles in the bread. I have to make sure that people know what we're talking about. Then they take that contraption and they make a head out of it and put it on him. Now, I didn't watch all a lot of episodes. I watched a bunch. Ampaman seems to have the only head that's replaceable. So this is a big, important thing. So if Ampaman meets you and I'm hungry, so I'm, I'm just in the forest and I'm lost and I'm hungry, Ampaman can bend down and I can eat his head. Already, again, very disturbing, but kids show, and I think it's weird and funny, and they like it, so I'm not going to complain about that aspect of it. I think their goal is to say, like, you should share with other people. Pretty nice sentiment. I don't think you should share your body with other people. That's not the message I would be going for. Then uh, he gets weaker, though. So if you eat some of his head, he has less physical power uh, if his head, if the, the bread that is his head gets dirty, he has less physical power. That's very important. So there is the old man who bakes the bread heads. So I don't know if there's some kind of like, like voodoo power being inserted into the bread, how he does this to create a non-sentient head that connects to the body. Cause usually what happens is Ampaman's bread head is dirty. He gets weak. 
And then the old dude, and Mr. Wormhands is trying to make sure I say this all right, Jamu Ojisa, uh, he throws a head, displacing the original head, connecting instantaneously, making a brand new Ampaman. So that brings in the, the boat question. Like if I replace every part of a boat, at what point am I, do I have a new boat? So if I do it plank by plank, at what point does my boat become new? If I replace a head, is he the same thing? Does he have the same values? Where is his heart and memories and his, his anima, where is that stored? Because it actually seems to be, we, we think of it being in your head. But if you dispose of the head, your thoughts, feelings, experiences would go with it. So it's a fresh person. I don't know. They don't ever explain it. Again, kids show they're not getting into the scientific aspect. Or to me, this would be clearly mystical aspect of the show. Jammu Oji-san is doing some, some wild, wild stuff out there. One of the main plot lines of Ampaman is that he is bringing food to people who need food. The counter to that is that biking man wants food. Usually, biking man creates a large, overly complicated machine, like a mech or something. He will use that to fight Ampaman for the food. And then Ampaman will defeat. He usually beats up biking man, and the final one, he does an um punch, and he punches him, and biking man flies away in the sun. It's a, it's a consistent joke on the show. The distribution of these foods has no oversight. But that is always one of the, there's no government oversight. There's no authority figure. This world is completely devoid of any authoritarian oversight over Ampaman. He is a free entity and he is unmatched in his abilities. So he decides exclusively on his own on what is good and what is evil. So you have Ampaman decides this group needs and wants food. I will give them food. Viking man, who I do not like, he wants and needs foods. I will not give him food. Viking man, who is hungry, tries to take the food for himself because he is not being given any, like everyone else in the world. And then he is beaten for his efforts. So that, to me, does not sound like a hero. That does not sound to, sound to me like someone I should aspire towards. That does not sound to me like the archetype of a good person. That sounds to me like a dictator. Ampaman can make any blanket decision for any reason and no one can stand in his way. So that to me is already, this is sort of a dictatorial element to the world they live in. So these people who do get food and do not get food, that's under Ampaman's rule. It's his decision exclusively and no one can fight back. And if you do fight back, you get beaten down for your efforts. You get punched into the sun on a weekly basis. Why? Because you don't have food. You want food. You need to get food. There's been no conversation, no diplomacy, no aspect of trying to create some sort of peace between Biking Man and Ampaman because Ampaman will not listen to him. They've never been able to have that discussion. That to me is one of the bigger concerns. That is a comedic version of looking at the show. There is the very real problem in that I have two children and my son and my daughter were watching Ampaman. And as I said, at the end of every episode, basically, Ampaman looks at Biking Man and goes, Am punch and hits him and he goes into the sun. Son then looked at his sister, went Am punch and then decked her in the face as hard as he could. That was the moment when I realized that in real life, 
Umpa Man is setting a bad example. I will make jokes about the violence in shows. It sets a bad example. This isn't what you should do. Ha ha ha. The reality is, this is exactly what it taught my son, that when he sees his sister, as long as he says, I'm punch, he can punch her in the face, and it's perfectly acceptable, which to me is the core issue and why in my house, Ampaman is not a very popular character anymore because I wouldn't let the kids watch them. My wife, growing up Japanese, didn't see the issue. You know about the Christian allegory of Anpanman? Mr. Warmhands has just put, you know about the Christian allegory of Anpanman? No, I don't. Is this the resurrection? So he's changing his head as his resurrection? Is that what we're going to go for? Mr. Warmhands has sent us the connection between Christians and Anpanman. So I'm going to go through their statements and we can do a quick analysis of those. There is, what is it? Uh... The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe apparently is a whole Jesus allegory. Uh, not knowing a whole lot about Jesus, if I'm being really honest. Some of my friends actually find it laughable how little I know about religion. Um, a lot of this stuff doesn't make sense. Like, I don't see it. One of the interesting aspects of being raising my kids in Japan as a sort of failed Christian, that my daughter, I think she was about eight or nine, we, we passed by a church and we were talking about the church and she, and she go, and uh, she's like, like, what is it? And I go, do you know Jesus? And she's like, no. So I would say as far as characters go, Jesus might be one of the most famous characters. My daughter didn't know who I, I was weirdly proud about, but anyways, this is from Osaka church. So a church in Osaka has created a link between Umpaman and Jesus. This actually is going to be a theme that's going to return probably next month where we talk about Jesus in Japan. It's in Japanese and English, which is awesome. So the first question is, what is the connection between Ampa Man and Jesus? And what they want to do is take a, a popular kid's character and connect him to Jesus and maybe draw in those children. I, I can see that's actually kind of an ugly tactic to me, but you know, I get it. They are both living bread. Yes, I know when you go to church, I believe it's Catholic church, you drink the wine that is his blood and then you eat the wafer that is his blood. Bread. The bread is his body. So you can actually eat the body of Christ, the body and blood of Christ. You can actually eat the body of Ampaman. Mr. Warhammer is collect, correcting me. I think when I start making statements about religion, the corrections will be so vast that they will be almost unnecessary. So let's just agree to the fact that I'm only going to know the big bits and the big bits that I learned from TV and movies because I certainly didn't learn it in church. Takashi Yanase, the author of Ampaman, a popular Japanese anime, is a Christian. Uh, and Ampaman is the allegory of Jesus. When I found out about that, I was so excited to find the gospel in the story of Ampaman. This feels like they're working really hard to make this work. But uh, Mary conceived Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. On the day of his birth, it is said that a big bright star appeared. Oh, I do remember this is in the opening. A big star goes down into the chimney where uh, Jam Ojisan is baking the bread. Oh my God, that's actually pretty good. Uh, Jesus always helped the poor, weak, and sick people unless it was someone he didn't like. Oh wait, that's Ampaman. So Jesus always helped the poor, weak, and sick people. So he's uh, Ampaman always comes to the rescue of those who cry out for help. If Biking man were to cry out for help or to ask for food, he would be refused and then beaten terribly. Those were, those were, were healed. Those, oh, this is just typo. Those were healed and saved by Jesus now found new life in him. So basically, yeah, you eat part of his head. You 
get healthier? I mean, it's just food. I don't know. It's again, it's a bit tough. Those who are given bread from Empaman regained strength and became fully energized. So I guess they're kind of relating that to like Jesus touched the leper and healed him and he had more energy. Uh, these kids in the food, the, in the show that he gives food to tend to just be lost. Uh, they're not really in that. There's a image that didn't load and the alt title for the image is eat my face. I think maybe they downloaded the image from other sources and people who are saying like weird things. Jesus gave his life for our sins and gave us new life. Umpaman rescues others by sharing a piece of his own sweet bread face with those in need. Often Umpaman gets beaten up in battles with biking men, the antagonist, or is exhausted by sharing a part. We kind of went over that. You eat part of his head, he gets weaker. Jesus resurrects after his death. He wins over death and give hope to people and change their lives. In this picture, for the people who listen to the podcast, Ampa Man is actually removing his own head and then accepting a new head from Jam Oji-san, who in this analogy would be God, I assume. He regains his health and strength when Uncle Jam bakes him a new head placed on his shoulder and defeats his enemy, Biking Man. So I think they're making Biking Man out to be Satan. The problem being that Biking Man really just wants... Uh, to live in peace. He wants to be left alone. He wants he wants to eat some food, the food that everyone else is getting to partake of so freely. Why is he being excluded? Um, he is meant to be Satan. I don't think that's a fair, fair comparison. When I was a child, as I was watching Man, I thought he was different from other heroes and there were several things I couldn't understand. Why does Man share part of his face made out of bread when he knows that he will become weak by doing that? He does it because it's an obligation. It's sort of the desire to maintain power because if his subjects look up to him and see him as the sole source of power and health, then they will be forever subjected to him. That's why. Why does he just, why does he just release Biking Man even though he knows he'll come back? That is actually not what happens. That is my complaint is he doesn't just release him. He beats him and then punches him into the sun. That isn't just release him. I guess maybe in a certain Christian view, that's how you release people. But I don't think that's the right way to do it. But because now I know Jesus, I can understand Ampaman. True hero is the one who can give himself to others. No, not always. Oh, wait, there is an image, an image from the old cartoon of Ampaman giving part of his head to Biking Man. Uh, that might be the one that underpan, under, um, Undermines my theory. From on Punmon Wiki. Bay Kinman's design was heavily based on Beelzebub of the Christian religion. The Dictionnaire Infernal describes Beelzebub as a demonic fly who is also known as the Lord of the Flies, which was an inspiration for Bay Kinman's fly-like appearance. He's also a personification of the black bread mold, Rhizopus stellonifer, which was found on bread surfaces and causes damage to bread, which would make Bay Kinman an enemy to on Punmon whose head is a bread. It's obvious that Ampaman does not exist, but Jesus is still living today. Uh, I have some issues with that statement because why is it so obvious that Jesus exists and Ampaman isn't? I think there is actually enough proof for both. And to be honest, I've seen more stories about Ampaman than I have about Jesus. He gave not the part of his body, but he gave his life to us, the living bread that will last forever. On the cross, Jesus says, eat my bread of life, believe in me, receive eternal life. I don't think that's what uh, Ampaman says when he does it, though. 
becoming a Christian, have a relationship with God. He's dropped to Ampaman parts now, just talking about how you can become a Christian. That's not what I'm looking for in life. Um, the author clearly set out heavily inspired by the stories of the Bible. Uh, I mean, the Bible doesn't have Jesus punching Satan to death and then throwing him into the sun. So I actually would disagree with that. Uh, to me, the core element is that final scene where he does the unpunch. I mean, there's the turn the other cheek bit, but then you keep just dim- dif- like dismissing the aspect of unpunch, um kick. He is a violent and inherently violent character who sees violence as the solution to every problem that is brought up. Obviously, creative liberties were taken with the concept of Jesus where it's now Jesus on the cross and he, he does that stupid Kung Fu thing and he pulls it out and he's got the pieces of wood still using these such nailing people with those. That's the creative liberty we're talking about because that is what happened. And you are an obnoxious pedant. I'm an obvious pedant. Well, I think you've missed the point of this whole episode then. Because if I didn't do the pedantry, then we wouldn't have the entertaining aspect of this show. That's when you'll get Jesus yeeting Satan into the sun. I want to see, I want to see get, when, when Jesus beats a man down and then punches him into the sun, then the comparison between Umpa Man and Jesus will solidify in my head and my heart. So in the real world, beyond just the stupid joke I made, I actually do not think Umpa Man is a good show for children. Anything that teaches kids to solve issues with violence as a real final option is not a good show. And the fact that kids actually did emulate what they saw, that to me, that's a real world example of why that was not acceptable. There is another show. And it's a show that in real life, I do quite enjoy. I actually quite like the songs. I like the stories. I actually quite liked most of what they did in a show called Shima Jiro. Shima Jiro is a little tiger. And basically every lesson is be polite, be kind, be friendly. That's kind of a thing I can get behind as a parent, as someone who's actually watching the show, hoping their kids pick up some lessons. They spend an inordinate amount of time talking about toilet training. Like you need to tell your parents when your pee bucket is full. And that's a good lesson for the kid. And it's very helpful for the parent. If the kid is very comfortable telling you as we're about to get in the car, my pee bucket's full, then you can take them. They can go pee. You will solve a problem before it becomes an issue. So I appreciated Shimajiro. Shimajiro is a little tiger. This is an anthropomorphic show. All the characters in Shimajiro are animals that act like people. They're sentient. They speak. They walk around. They have jobs. They do things. They live their lives. Uh, There's a girl in his class, his friends, a, a little cat and a little parrot person. Uh, There is a raccoon who's very selfish, who has a butler. Apparently, butler and and the goat in in, uh, Japanese is a play on words, but I don't remember it right now. Um, And then there are two bully kids, and they're pigs. Bit on the nose, but whatever. The interesting thing to me, uh, when I started doing an analysis of the show, just mentally, so I'm watching the show with my kids, and it's not particularly engaging for the parents. I'm not the target audience, so that's not a complaint. That's just the reality. I think people need to start taking sort of target audiences into account. Uh, like, if I'm not the target audience and I don't like it, that shouldn't be a complaint about the thing I'm watching, the media I'm watching. Shimajiro's favorite food is beef steak. No, it's not a steak. Uh, it's Japanese beef steak is ground beef into a patty. They put sort of a demi-glace sauce on the top. Uh, they serve it with rice. He likes ground beef patties. That's fine. 
But if you listen to what I just presented to you, all the animals in the show are anthropomorphic animals. And Shimajiro's favorite food is beef, which leads us down a very dark path. Because either there are cows, as we know them, that are food cows, but for some reason they are not anthropomorphic. I don't remember ever seeing a cow in the show. Or, and this is the really sort of sci-fi dystopian Soylent Green version of the story, there are anthropomorphic cows who are essentially a race of people. I did always wonder about crossbreeding. There are anthropomorphic cows. They are essentially their own species. Oh, no, no, I was talking about the crossbreeding. So because Shimajiro is a tiger and the little girl in his class is a cat, but they're both anthropomorphic, so could they get together? Could the cat get together with the parrot? Or is it just like animal species? Only parrots can get together. Only tigers can get together. It would create sort of uh, barriers, almost racial species barriers between the, the kids. It would create uh, difficult aspects to living sometimes because maybe you fall in love with someone you can't breed with well is that the purpose of the relationship i don't know this is again love doesn't listen to genetics but they're living in anthropomorphic world so they are different from the animals we know so i did kind of want to know the rules but i get it it's a kids cartoon show i'm not going to get too deep into it but the anthropomorphic cows and beef being a food stuff in the show was problematic to me because there has to be a farm, which I would probably call an internment camp, of anthropomorphic cows that are being bred and raised, murdered, and ground up for food so that Shimajiro can have beef. And then I was thinking, like, is it just this one? Is it just beef cows? Is it just cows? Is it, are the cow people somehow different from the other ones? Because that led me back to maybe they aren't anthropomorphic, but I don't remember ever seeing a cow in the show. So we have the two bullies, the two pig bully kids. My one, I wondered like, okay, do we ever see them eat pork? Because that would set up an in-world rule set. Like if it's an anthropomorphic animal, that food does not get eaten. Therefore, they have laws and rules. If it is an anthropomorphic thing and we eat pork maybe there are two kinds there are non-anthropomorphic pigs and anthropomorphic pigs and we eat them but wouldn't that be weird because we have anthropomorphic people and we would have i guess the closest thing would be simians so some kind of gorilla or monkey or something and we eat those uh i could see people having sort of moral issues with that because they're so closely related to us I started at that point looking out for, do they ever eat pork on the show? Do they ever eat bacon? Do they ever have a ham sandwich? That kind of stuff. I never caught them doing it, but that was at the tail end of when my kids were watching Shimajiro. So I didn't get to see enough shows to make a full sample size. It is something I tried to look up on the internet. Weirdly, I don't think anyone else has had these thoughts. Do they eat pigs in a show with anthropomorphic pigs? Do they eat beef in a show with anthropomorphic cows, has no one ever looked at that? And it, I mean, it made me wonder, like, why has no one wondered why Shimajiro loves beef so much? And then one day, let's say Shimajiro goes feral, he's out in the world, he sees an anthropomorphic cow, and he just goes and eats it. This is a pretty dark underbelly to the show, which causes me great concern, because what is the message? The message is that maybe there are classes of people, a class of people that should not be eaten, a class of people that should be eaten, that is acceptable to eat. Where is the morality in this world is the question I'm asking. 
So we end up with a Soylent Green type situation. And I'm wondering what the world's all about. Because Shimajiro really seems like it lives in a world with no morals. And at that point, again, is this a show I should be showing to my kids? Because what if my children have inherited aspects of my personality, let's say. Maybe they've inherited some of that analytical ability and they grow up watching Shimajiro. They see Shimajiro and they're like, hey, maybe it's acceptable to eat a certain class of people. 